It's time to react to Jeremy Sohan getting the nod for the All-NBA Rookie Second Team. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Voice Gracie, and you're listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kins 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hope everybody's having a great Wednesday. And we thank you for coming back to Lockdown Spurs, your first uh, show each and every day. So we definitely can find us on YouTube and basically free wherever you get podcasts. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Find us on Kins 5 Plus app and now Sirius XM NBA Radio. So what are we talking about today? We're going to be looking at Jeremy Zohan reacting to him getting the nod for the All-NBA second rookie team. What does that mean for him? What is a reaction? What player does he project out to be that has already been there, done that in the NBA? Then time permitting, we're going to get into some Spurs news and notes. Hey, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Who's helping me today? Hey, look, it's so hand-centric, right? So we have to bring in his biggest fan, San Antonio Sports Star's very own Michael Jimenez. He is co-host of Jimenez and Spence. Jimenez, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs, buddy. Hey, glad to be back, my man. Glad to be back. You... Let me let me give a little uh, behind the scenes peek here, everybody. So when Sohan got the nod to be part of the All NBA Rookie Second Team, I texted Jimenez right away. I said, "Can you come on Los tomorrow?" He goes, "Gee, I wonder we're going to talk it about." He didn't even know. <laughs> he didn't know the rundown yet. He just knew already that I had to have him on because fans know him for his fandom about Sohan. Ain't that right, Michael? Yeah, you know it's it's funny because I think we finally have come to some sort of middle ground between me and Spurs Twitter, but uh, it's a fun topic. Well, let's dive into it. Make sure to follow Jimenez on Twitter at Mike ESPN SA. He's going to brag about his show, Jimenez and Spence, later on on this show. So uh, a couple of days ago, the NBA announced the all-rookie teams and making it to the second rookie team was Spurs' very own Sohan. He received zero first-place vote, but 66 second team votes your uh, initial reaction when you heard the news that Sohan was on the team Jimenez I wasn't surprised um, I had seen reports earlier in the past couple of weeks about the fact that uh, there have been some companies like uh, Bleacher Report and ESPN who had done some straw polls where they had polled you know 40 or 50 percent of the pollsters out there to see uh, kind of what had what the voters had done and the direction the polling mm-hmm. was going in and they all suggested that Jeremy Sohan would be ninth or 10th in voting. Mm-hmm. And that's enough to get the second uh, team nod. So I was expecting him to get second team. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was, you know, I, I thought for sure he was going to make a team. I knew number the first team wasn't going to be um, probably likely his landing spot. Though I was a little, you know, you know kind of worried that he may not make a team at all. Simply because he didn't really play much towards the end of the season. You know, everybody was injured <coughs> tank uh, last season, including uh, Sohan. So I thought, well, maybe that would hurt him. Maybe it's just that. But no, you look at what he did to earn the spot. You know, not a bad way to close out the season. Now, we were on your show a couple of days ago, and we we're talking about this. And I know overall for the season, he averaged close to 11 points per game, you know, about his three-point shooting. But 
to close out the season in the last six games that he played, you know, about 16 points per game, really upped his play, was looking like he's going to get a part of it. And what I liked about it too, Jimenez, was that you had Keldon and Vassell publicly saying in press conferences that they cannot wait till all three of them are healthy so they all three can get some uh, chemistry going. Good, good season. But you said expected. What do you mean by that? You know, you mentioned it on, on uh, Jimenez's suspense that it's expected because of where he was picked. You want to elaborate on that? Well, a couple of things. It was expected because this wasn't the strongest of rookie classes. Uh, even though he played only 56 games, you know, the 11 points per game was good enough to get there. It was enough games to, to be had. I mean, who exactly were you yeah. going to replace him with, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in February, as you were talking about, you know, he was playing so much better. And he was actually trending towards a potential first-team mm-hmm. NBA rookie at that point. Uh, that was actually a very good possibility. Uh, but as you mentioned, he basically sat out the last month of the year, yeah. and there went that. Uh, but what I was saying is, is that this is a, a, an expectation that we should have had for Jeremy Sohan all along. I understand why Spurs fans are excited that there's an accolade, because you, know, you, you look at the Spurs right now, with one of the worst records they ever had in, in, in the franchise history, you want to have at least a silver lining, if you will, or a black and silver lining about yeah. the, the past season. And that silver lining is, well, hey, Sohan made second team, you know, all rookie. And that's fine. I get that as a Spurs fan to be excited about that. It's like, okay, well, at least we got something out of this year. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned on the show, this should have been the expectation all along. It shouldn't be like, yeah, you second team all rookie. It should be like, good job, you know, good job. You did a, you did a, you met expectations because this is what should be expected out of the number nine pick in the draft. If ten rookies are going to be honored, and you picked at number nine, your rookie should be honored. And a lot of people come out to me and saying, hey, well, Keldon didn't make first team rookie. Well, because Keldon didn't play as a rookie. Okay, he played what a couple minutes. Pop kept him. On a very short leash, Devin Vassell, the same thing too. But then again, Keldon was picked at what, 29, 28, 29? Yeah. You have, um, you have uh, Vassell who was picked in the, in the early teens. They were not top 10 picks. So it's not necessarily expected of them to make an all-NBA rookie team. So if you are going to start 50 games, if you are going to be a top 10 draft pick, you better make – Full NBA rookie team. So I'm glad that he did. It shows that he met expectations and that he did his job. But it's not something that is surprising that he made an all NBA rookie team. This should have been the expectation. See, and, and here's the thing where you had some pushback from Spurs fans about that was because you're right in the sense of he is a top 10 pick. He should be on one of those two teams. But at the same time, he wasn't expected to do what he did because of his samples. But hang on, because of his sample size in Baylor. In Baylor, he was not doing this. And many thought that coming into the NBA, his projection was to what? Just be a defensive guy. That was it. That really was it. That he's just going to you know, do a little bit of everything, not excel at a little bit of everything. And I think that was you know why Spurs fans were excited to not only see him make the second team, but because of his play. I did not expect to see this out of Sohan. No, what I really thought we're just going to get a kind of a lockdown kind of guy. I said, okay, that's good. That's part of the rebuild. Great. Moving on. 
But to see him up his scoring, be you know, adapt to a one-handed free throw, adapt to becoming a point forward, as we saw, he wasn't doing that in Baylor. So he exceeded expectations coming into his rookie season once he got the playing time. He even said it himself. He didn't get to do all this stuff at Baylor. And here he is. If we're going to have that as the jumping off point, then we basically said that we drafted him to suck. No, we drafted him for a knee. I think we drafted him for a knee for defense. Are the expectations so low that that was what was expected of what he did at Baylor? There's there's no. no expectations high or low. It just that was what we were working with. It was just his sample size with at Baylor. That was it. That's all we were working with. You you don't pick a guy like that for that skill set at nine. You don't. I mean, was that uh, class really that strong though? I mean, it, it, there there were decent players in that in that in yeah. that uh, draft pool. Uh, it wasn't the strongest of drafts. But, you know, you, you take a look at it, there were, uh, what, three or four players that were drafted after him that also made uh, yeah. one of the all-NBA teams, like Walker Kessler, Jalen Duran, mm-hmm. Terry Eason. So, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where he did his job. You know, six of the top nine players that were drafted last year made an all-rookie team. One of them, Chet Holmgren, didn't even sniff the court because of an injury. So mm-hmm. it's still going to be considered a rookie next season. Right, so you can say that that six out of the eight that played made an all rookie team. So if you're going to start 50 games, you're going to get improvement. You know, you're going to get improvement because you're out there on the court. And this is the first time in 20 years that the Spurs have relied on a rookie. And I'm saying 20. I'm rounding up. It's probably closer to 17 or 18. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you look in the past as to other Spurs who have made the all-rookie teams, you see names like Manu Ginobili, future Hall of Famer, right? He is a Hall of Famer now, but mm-hmm. uh, he became a future Hall of Famer when he was drafted, right? Second rounder. But then you also see names out there historically like Dwan Blair. Remember the name Dwan Blair? I remember he were. Yep, I remember him. Dwan Blair was second-team All-NBA rookie. Cadillac Anderson in the 80s. Sorry, that's my dog. See, it's alive and well. I take care of my dog. <laughs> Cadillac Anderson was all NBA first team. Was all NBA first team. So the idea that, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, keep on going. We, we got a third to guest on the show, but. Yeah, I get, that's Duncan. I, 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 that's yeah. I get where you're going. I get where you're going, Jimenez. I, I really, really get that. Hold that thought, though. When we get back, we're going to continue our chat about Sohan making the all-work NBA second team. And what what kind of player or which player does he project out to be right here on Locked On Sports with Michael Jimenez of San Antonio Sports Star. Follow him on Twitter at Mike ESPN SA. Make sure you do that right now. Hey, I want to talk to you about game time. Look, were you stressed out about getting tickets the last time you went to an event, whether it be sports or music or a theater event? Well, de-stress right now. You want to go to GameTime.co right now. Uh, buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. They got flash deals, last-minute tickets, uh, easy to find and buy tickets uh, for any event in your area, images of the seat views, 
lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, even job loss protection. So forget about planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price, even if you find tickets in the same section or row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app right now. Create an account. Use code LockedOnNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LockedOnNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're back right here on Lockdown Sports with Michael Jimenez of San Antonio Sports Star. And make sure to follow him on Twitter at MikeESPNSA. Thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen every day. You guys are the everydayers. Look forward to tomorrow's episode right here on Lockdown Spurs. So we are talking about Sohan making the all-rookie NBA second team. And Jimenez, in some, is saying this is expected out of a top 10 pick. Nobody should be surprised. He did his job. I said in the first segment that he exceeded expectations based on the sample size that we had coming out of Baylor. And perhaps majority of Spurs fans didn't see that coming. However, Jimenez, you said something very interesting on your show, Jimenez and Spence, that about Sohan is that perhaps vitriol, as you said on your show, was the incorrect road when it comes to describing your relationship with Spurs fans on social media. Do you want to expand on that? Yeah. Okay. So it's one of those things where Pledger was trying to, Pledger was co-hosting the show with me uh, when we were on. And he was trying to pinpoint exactly where this whole went, thing went wrong. Okay, where he, he looked at me, and it's funny because during the commercial break, he looked at me and goes, dude, sometimes you come off like a prick, right? I, I heard that conversation. Yeah, he left me on, on, on the call on the speaker. So I thought that was yeah. hilarious, y'all too. So, I mean, Pledger is one of my best friends, right? And, and it, it, he tells it like it is when, when he's with me both on air and off air. And he asked me the question, he goes, do you, he goes, he goes, I'm, he goes I thought this was shtick. And I'm like, I don't do shtick, okay? But he was like, I, I, he goes, do you really not like Sohan? And I said, no, I have no problem with Sohan. And he was trying to pinpoint why uh, he, he accuses me of having, you know, backhanded compliments towards him and things like that. And we finally came to the agreement because he finally figured it out. He figured it out that it's not so much that I have a problem with Sohan. I have a problem with Spurs fans who think he's a savior. That's the difference. Mm. And we finally pinpointed that. And I said, I have no problem with Sohan. I want to be completely wrong. Dude, if Sohan comes out and starts becoming a three-point god and is shooting 35, 36, 38% from three, I want to be the first person in line to say I was wrong and this is the biggest mess up of my radio career. I want <laughs> to be wrong because I'm a Spurs fan. Pledger came up to me and said, I think that you want to be right and want this to continue. You want Sohan to struggle from three. And I said, no, I want to be wrong. Even Duncan, my dog, agrees with me. <laughs> I want to be wrong. But my issue is, is with the, the belief that he is going to be a star. Because here's the thing. Everyone right now, when I mention that on air, has been coming out to me going, well, none of us believed that he was going to be the savior of his franchise. None of us. BS. Every single person on Spurs Twitter who has criticized me, every single person at one point has come out and said, 
this guy is the truth, man. Sohan is going to be a star. He's a future all-star, all this stuff. And now it seems like Spurs fans are suddenly backtracking a little bit going, well, you know, he's going to be a really good developmental player. He's going to be a really good role player, you know, to complement a Wemby or a Scoot or, or whatnot. And it seems like Spurs fans, ever since the second team all NBA mm-hmm. rookie thing has, has been named, right. have been backtracking. And I want to Interesting. know why. I want to know why. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of it has to do with their, like the jury's still out on him. No, you know, we, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear jury still out. No. Because no, but that is part of it. He he was shut down. He was he was he was shut down at the end of the season. So we he didn't play fifty six games is a good sample, but let's push it up to about sixty or more. Let's see what he's in. But hey, um, I want to ask you something. Also on Humanity Suspense, you brought up a good topic as well with uh, you and Pledger is what. Which player does he project out to be? So, for example, you said that he gives you Sean Elliott vibes. Uh, I think Pledger said that he gives him Matrix, Blake Sean Griffin. Marion vibes. Oh, Blake Griffin, yeah. Yeah, we uh, had somebody, call, we had somebody yeah. Call, uh, call in and say Sean Marion. Yeah. So, uh, you know, are you still leaning towards his projection is Sean Elliott, or is, has that changed since? You know, I actually threw a name out there that I thought was, little interesting because this was actually one of my favorite players growing up mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that it's 100 percent identical but because there was a certain intensity that this player had that was you know you couldn't that very few people can reach um but i see some elements of sean kemp interesting uh okay. sean kemp was somebody who could rock the rim was pretty lethal from 8 to 12 feet could guard multiple positions became an uh, all-star from, what's that again Became an all-star. Became an all-star. Wasn't a you know perennial all-star, but made the all-star team. Mm-hmm. Uh, was somebody who uh, electrified electrified the the the, the crowd. Uh, was a fan favorite. Uh, was somebody who had swagger on the court. Was never the number one guy necessarily, because uh, I thought Gary Payton was more of the alpha of that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but was somebody that would get under the skin of the opponent because of what he would do defensively. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to picture Sohan dunking on somebody and then pointing at him with both fingers and running mm-hmm. back down the court. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that, but, but there's certain elements that are there because I'm trying to pinpoint it. Pledger said that Sohan reminds him of Blake Griffin. And my problem with that is that Blake Griffin uh, was not, not necessarily the best defensively, so I think that that downplays what mm-hmm. Sohan can do on the defensive side. So it's weird because I don't want to hear Draymond Green be in the comp. Because I don't see that. I, I, I honestly don't see the Draymond Green comparison. It, it's not there. Draymond Green has never been as athletic as Sohan is today. Can I, so, can I can give you a mic comp? Yeah. Um, prime uh, Nicholas Batum. Okay. Okay. I think I, I think I could see him project out to that. Like a, a one like, or two time All Star who. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you know, who, uh, you know, yeah. might, might touch 18 points per game or so, mm-hmm. 19, may, might touch 18 or 19. It was a pretty uh, good not, defender. Not a, not back a reliable in, yeah. three, but, but somebody who's a, a, an energy guy. Well, he got yeah. better with the three, with the three line as, as Batum's career went on. He got a, a right. little bit but more early reliable. On, but early on, I, I could definitely see him project out to be that type of player, uh, you, you know, a, a Batum, but, 
you know, you hear the Rodman thing. I don't, I, I see yeah. the comparison physically, you know, the colorful hair, the, the jersey number, the getting under the skin. But, you know, and of course, you know, Rodman is a Hall of Famer, you know, Sohan has a long way to go to reach that status. But I think Sohan does a little bit more than what Rodman d- has did in his career. But again, don't know yet. Just one year under his belt. We don't know if he'll regress. But even then, even if you use player comps, you know, again, that goes back to the expectation. In my opinion, I think that would exceed expectations. Um, Why? You know. It's the number nine pick in the draft. Why because is your expectation so low? I don't it's not a matter of being so low. Baylor. It's a matter of like what he came in as. What he came in as. Devin Booker. Devin freaking Booker was drafted in the mid-teens, right? He was mm-hmm. a bench player at Kentucky, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was Kentucky that he was at. Yeah. So the whole he was a starter, not a starter, doesn't matter. Did they play minutes? That's all that matters. Because if we're, if we're saying that, then that kind of downplays what Manu Ginobili was, right? I mean, Manu Ginobili wasn't a starter most of his career. I, what do you mean by downplays? I don't understand that. Having expectations, having no expectations. I don't understand what you mean by downplays Manu Ginobili. Well, what I'm saying is, is that you're, you're coming out and saying, well, you know, he's exceeded expectations because he was a bench player at Baylor. So what? He was drafted number nine for a reason. He was drafted number nine for a reason. And coming off the bench in college doesn't mean that suddenly you're going to suck in the pros because sometimes it's about who was in front of you. It was also about your role on the team. doesn't mean that he was the sixth best player at Baylor. It just means that that was his role. Devin Booker was a bench player in college before he got drafted, and he's, he's now one of the best guards in the league, and he came out pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where I don't think that, that, that first fans should have low expectations for these guys. Why should we? Now, it's interesting because I mentioned that on, on Twitter, right? Twitter, I, 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 I put out there, you know, 10, 10 rookies are honored every year. He was drafted number nine. He better get that award because he better be named to a top second team because, you know, that should be the expectation. And what was funny was hmm. that I think that maybe you and maybe I expected to be a lot of pushback on that. And I was pleasantly surprised to see a lot of people who criticized me like crazy about Sohan coming around saying, Jimenez is right about this one. Interesting. Why would well, you want to have this? I was getting likes on that. And then I click on the like button. Who liked those tweets? It's everybody who criticized me over the course of the last six months. And then I put a poll out on Twitter asking the question, okay, Spurs get a top five pick. Do you expect him, that him, whoever that pick be, will be, Wemby or Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller or one of the Thompson twins, do you expect that guy to make a first-team rookie team, right? And guess mm-hmm. what? We had over 100 people who responded to that, all Spurs fans, and more than 65% said, yeah, that guy better make first team. You're exceeding my expectations right now, Jimenez, so good job. Good job. <laughs> Based on my sample size with you. Hey, when we get back, uh, we're going to wrap up our chat about Sohan and, uh, again, his projection heading into season two. And if time permitting, some Spurs news and notes. Right here with Michael Jimenez of San Antonio Sports Star, co-host of Jimenez and Spence. Hey, everybody, you want to go to Mudslingers right now? Did you stay up late last night? Do you need to pick me up? Look no further than Mudslingers drive through coffee. 
in San Antonio. Muslingers is locally owned and independent coffee shop, and they're proud to make delicious coffee for our San Antonio community. They do it fast and friendly, so you get on with your day. Whether you're in mood for a latte cold brew or a Red Bull Lightning Bolt drink or one of their newest additions, Jimenez, I know you like this one, they brought back the OG OJ. You remember the Orange Julius back in your Park Mall? Windsor Park Mall, Jimenez? Oh, of course I do. They brought upstairs it back. by KB Toys. For me, it was Ingram Park Mall, which was uh, upstairs across from the music store. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, it's back, everybody. And Muslingers has it. And I'm happy to be the inspiration of it. That's right. Yours truly actually inspired Muslingers to create it and was given the honor to name it. And I named it the OG OJ. So go pick up an OG OJ over at Muslingers right now. Over 300 five-star reviews. Can't be wrong. They have a wide selection of dairy alternatives, low calorie options, even caffeine-free drinks for when you're, you know, you just want to take it easy. Basically they have drinks for every taste. Go to Muslingers drive through coffee right now for a tasty, convenient caffeine fix located at 24 04 Thousand Oaks Drive near Trinity 1 at 1604. They're open every day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at, at Mudslinger STX. Go get the OG OJ. It, it's going to bring back the nostalgic vibes. I know I'm going to get one soon. Jimenez is likely going to get one soon. I think a lot of San Antonio are happy to see it back. Life is too short for bland coffee. We're back right here on Lockdown Sports with Michael Jimenez of San Antonio Sports Star and co-host of Jimenez and Spence. So we're talking about Sohan. So I, I, I hear your argument that it's, ex, it's expected. He's a top 10 pick, number nine. Yeah, you did your job. Kudos. Uh, I, I think a lot of Spurs, I know I, I don't know how you would react if he didn't make it. I think you really, really, that would have refuted your, your arguments that, you know, like this kid needs work. But the point is he's made it. What are your expectations now heading into season two? What do you expect out of Sohan now? Um, season two, uh, I'm going to go back to the three-point shooting. Uh, I'm yeah. expecting two things. Uh, you can't be a 24, 25% three-point shooter in 2023, 2024. Can't happen. And people like Pleasure say, you're so fixated with that. Uh, it's because if you look at the good teams out there in the NBA, the good teams have great effective three, uh, field goal shooting percentage. And Sohan's one of the worst at that. It, it's just statistically fact. And so I'm hoping that that improves. And what I don't, what I'm not trying to get Sohan to be is I'm not trying to get him to be a Devin Vassell 40% shooter or a 38% shooter like Keldon Johnson. I'm not trying to get that because typically if you are a forward uh, even if you're a point forward, you're not going to be shooting at that clip, right? I think the clip that he should aim for is 32%. 32% falls in line with what Draymond Green shoots from three, okay? Which is not good, but it's at least acceptable. It's at least somewhat of a threat, mm-hmm. okay? So I want him to to get to the 30, 32% range. It doesn't have to be next season. It, it can be over the course of two seasons. And if he can get as high as 34, I would be ecstatic. Again, is that a great three-point shooting percentage? No, but it's at least acceptable, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that he gets to 30% next year. Uh, what, I, what I would like to see from him is 
continue to develop the mid-range game because I like what I see from him, 8 to 12 feet in. Uh, I like to see him develop more of a hook shot. I like to see him continue to drive from the basket from the wing because from the wing, man, I get visions of Sean Elliott when he drives in from the wing. Yep. You know, I see it too, yeah. There's a, there's a certain swagger, a certain speed at which he excels. On, on They say quick first step. For some reason, I look at his second step. His second step uh, where he gets around the defender, not just blows by the defender, but gets around him and gets into position for a layup. I, I want to see more of that. Defensively, um, it's, it's, that's going to come with time because I know they say he can guard multiple positions. You've said it before. I've said it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he can do a better job with that. You know? And, and, and somebody's done a bad job. It's just I think that the speed of the game is different. And what we can expect from Sohan next season is that maybe the game slows down a bit. Maybe it's something where uh, it becomes where it's not a new thing for him to be in the NBA. It slows down for him. And maybe it's not as erratic of play. And I just think that you'll get more consistency from him uh, when it comes to shooting. He will be better next year, okay? Am I anticipating him being a, a star? No, but next season, let's go ahead and say that he averages 13 and a half, 14 points, mm-hmm. up to three-point shooting to 30%, 31%, right? Let's call it 30, right? Let's be nice. That's a 5% increase, right? So let's go 30% from three, and let's just say that he just becomes a more reliable defender against the elite players. Okay, he does a good job, but let's just see if he can continue to grow in that area. I think. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm agree with you right there. I think the three point shot has got to get better. I would like to see add a little more size to his frame. You know, he's a strong kid, but I like to see, him, yeah, I like to see him get a little bit bigger, add a little more muscle to his body. Uh, and also, too, I like to see him attack the rim a lot more. I think he could really get some easy uh, points that way by just really, really going at the paint and scoring. Maybe that incorporating that hook shot you, you talked about right there. But, yeah, it's interesting because, you know, you've got ex- expectations, meeting expectations, sample size coming out of Baylor. It's such a great topic when it comes to Jeremy Sohan, but he is Michael Jimenez with San Antonio Sports Star. Jimenez, I need you to brag about Jimenez and Spence. What's going on with your show and the star? Well, first of all, before I brag in, into the show, I want to thank you for bringing back the OG OJ. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to that because, again, I went to Holmes High School. That's where I graduated from. So Orange Julius was part of my day growing up. Okay, so if they can also bring back Auntie Anne's ice cream, I'd be a happy guy, man. That was I, I, I could relive my youth in, in total, do you, right? Do you remember the uh, – uh, they had the, um, I guess, the supersize uh, OG uh, or Orange Julius drink? Yeah. I think, I think it was called the Route 44. It was like this <laughs> massive cup, and it was all white and had the old school yeah. 80s lettering, the O, and then the, low, the J was kind of like in the middle of the O, and it hooked under the, uh, the O. And mm-hmm. then I think it was a white cup, and it had like the orange, like pastel colors. I think, and yeah. then I think, yeah, I think it had like a pink or a blue on there. But it was a pink. It was a pink. Thank you. Yeah. So it was. Yeah, I'm glad. And it all started because I came across this old photo of Orange Julius, and I think it. I think I'm pretty sure it's the one at Windsor. Um, it wasn't the one at Ingram. So I posted it online. I was like, oh, my God, I can go for one of these right now. And then Mudslinger saw it, and, and then that's when they got a hold of me. They go, 
let's bring it back. And it's like, ah, right, let's do it. So they brought it back. So definitely go check it out. I know you're going to get some, but yeah, I'm glad we're, it's back. We're, we're going to need to go and get an orange, Julius. Go to Ingram Mall, old time's sake. And now we're old enough to not be embarrassed to walk up and down Spencer's. Okay. We can walk up and down. Yeah, we're, we're, well, maybe yeah. we'll be creepy now because of our age, right? Yeah. Uh, but go, go to Spencer's, and uh, there's no radio, there's no, no, no music stores there anymore. You know, there's no, you know, Tal- Sam Goody or whatever was yeah. there back in the day. But uh, no, uh, it, it's nice to have a little bit of nostalgia uh, and have that be brought back to San Antonio. So I will most definitely go check that out. Make sure you uh, post that all- on Twitter. I want to I want to see uh, when you oh, get yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it available now, or when it, what is it going to be available? It, no, it's available right now. Perfect. It's already out. So and it's near. Is it near you? I know. I, I went to your house. Well, I've been to your house, but well, I live in West Bear County, but I don't think that's right. on two eighty one. That's on two eighty one, but it's all that's the way right. to the station in a way. I mean, I will have to you know exit two eighty one and go up a few miles, but uh, it's it's well worth it. So I'm gonna go check that out pretty soon. But uh, no, uh, Jimenez and Spence. You know, it's it's uh, we're we're going from twelve to three. Uh, I love the engagement that we have uh, from our listeners uh, that call into our phone lines and and uh, follow us on YouTube, which, by the way, is kind of a new thing again. We're back on mm-hmm. YouTube Live. So subscribe to San Antonio Sports Star and all of our shows, R&R in the Morning, Humanity Defense, The Blitz, Saturday Morning Hangover with James Pleasure. They're all on streaming services. I mean, it's streaming live on YouTube. And uh, the cool thing is that if you watch it, you click on it, you can actually rewind and fast forward mm-hmm. uh, yep. in, in real time. So it's pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, but no, it's a fun show, 12 to 3. Uh, we're incorporating a little bit more pop culture, getting back to the, the roots of what halftime was. So uh, it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. And uh, I've, I've enjoyed it and uh, got a nice little trophy for last year. And we're just trying to build on that. I also impressed that you met expectations by uh, getting on the show promptly. Kudos to you. Jimenez has a thing to always be late, and by late, not by a few minutes, but like an hour's worth. But he actually was on time for this show. Way to go. You met my expectations there. You exceeded my expectations, Jimenez. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at MikeESPNSA. Hey, we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. You guys are the everydayers, and look forward to tomorrow's show right here on Lockdown Spurs on YouTube, Kins 5 Plus app, Sirius XM Radio now. Yep. All the all the lockdown shows are on Sirius XM Radio now, and so many other platforms. But for Jimenez, Orange Julius, and uh, myself, I am Jeff Garcia. We're gonna put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.